0: Now, here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio.
1: And we'll take your calls and questions with Mark Anthony, the psychic lawyer, next hour. I've still got lots of things to talk with him about, and his websites are linked up at coasttocoastam.com. And a couple of his books include Evidence of Eternity, Never Letting Go, and he's working on a third book that will be out. When will that be done, Mark?
0: Um, It looks like it'll be coming out in 2021.
1: 2021, which is not too far away.
0: Getting, yeah, it seems like it's distant, but I, you know, here we are in, in May, and uh, we just wrapped up uh, May the 4th, Star Wars Day. So, um, and, and the reason I, I wanted to bring that up, because I know, George, you wanted to talk about uh, shared death experiences. Yes. What a lot of people need to understand is that uh, this is an outgrowth of near-death experiences. And near death experiences have been affecting human history since the dawn of, of recorded of recorded history. In fact, George Lucas, who created Star Wars, when he was sixteen years old, he was in a terrible car accident and he was pronounced dead at the at the scene and then My roughly God. twenty minutes later he came back. And within within about Four or five years of that, he had a rough sketch draft of Star Wars. Now, people who have near-death experiences, myself included, I was four years old when I had mine, and it's certainly something that's been with me my entire life, feel an interconnectedness with everyone and everything. And if you look at what George Lucas presented with The Force. And we've all heard about the Force, the light side, the dark side. Mm-hmm. You know, the Jedi Knights are the ones that represent the light, and Darth Vader and the Sith, and all those are, are the dark side. But when, when Lucas discusses how the Force is the energy that interconnects and binds everyone and everything, and now we know from the study of quantum physics that on a subatomic level, everything at its most basic particle is electromagnetic energy, which is a force, you can see where he got the idea for Star Wars. So while near-death experiences have influenced you know, people such as uh, Plato, who wrote about an NDE, about St. Paul, who wrote about um, an NDE, about a man getting caught up in the third heaven, St. Francis of Assisi had a near-death experience, and you start going all through history, you see how... They have had an impact on art, literature, government, philosophy, and even movie-making. So they are very, very powerful experiences, and now we're getting into a new and expanded study of this, which is known as the shared-death experience.
1: And, and also with a near-death experience, what is the process or the procedure for an NDE, Mark?
0: There are several similarities with NDEs uh, throughout the world. Um, my, my friend and colleague, Dr. Jeffrey Long, and I know he's, I, he's been on the show. He's been on. He's been on. Yeah, yeah. on Enderf. He founded Enderf, Near-Death Experience Research Foundation. And what I like about Enderf is it's a global database where doctors from all over the world and people from all over the world who've had a near-death experience can, can uh, go to the website and input their data. And so what, what we've seen is people die. In other words, they flatline, heart stops, brain activity stops, the consciousness, there's a separation feeling from the body, a sensation of floating, followed generally by a sensation of shooting through this uh, dark tunnel toward a bright white light. And then, depending on how long the experience lasts, can involve encountering the spirits of people who have passed that the person knows, and then going even deeper into the experience and encountering an all-pervasive, all-knowing, massive amount of love and and bright light, the divine power that we may call God. And so there are very many similarities throughout the world. It doesn't matter. Drugs and alcohol are not a factor. Um, A person's religious beliefs are not a factor. And what's really fascinating is when people say, well, this is a phenomenon of dying brain, that is the chemical uh, which is formed when your brain is dying. And uh, DMT is a form of a hallucinogenic. But the fascinating thing is, in the studies that involve DMT versus NDE, you know, the DMT dimethyltryptamine versus the near-death experience, there's a lot of things that happen during an NDE that are very different than... Essentially, the acid trip that DMT is. There isn't the encountering deceased loved ones. There isn't the veridical, in other words, the objectively verifiable facts and data of what was happening in the room or in a room next to where the person died. There's instances of a person's consciousness going into a room down the hall in the hospital and seeing their family members and hearing exactly what they said. So, I I think that there's always going to be skeptics that believe these things aren't real, but the evidence would suggest otherwise, and that evidence gets even greater when we come to the realm of shared death experiences.
1: Now, let's talk about shared death experiences, and what do you mean by that?
0: There's a couple different facets to it. Um, Jeffrey Long describes it as an event which occurs around the moment of a person's death. Or one or more people share this experience. My friend and colleague, Dr. Raymond Moody, who basically coined the term near-death experience, and also I believe shared-death experience, says that bystanders or onlookers at the death of a patient, which include nurses, physicians, medical personnel and relatives of the dying experience this. What the the five most common phenomena a shared-death experience, and I've been there, I've been at the bedsides of of a number of people who were in the process of dying and actually dying. And what will happen is people who are not mediums, and that includes family members, close friends, doctors, nurses, hospice personnel, they'll see a transparent replica of the dying person leave the body. People feel this sensation of rising up, like you get this euphoric sensation where you're coming up off your feet a brilliant white light flashes in the room for a second. You may see spirits uh, of the the dead person's relatives and friends coming to greet them. Some people report hearing a, a beautiful music that they can't identify, which I believe is frequency. Now, based on my studies and observations, it appears to me that what happens during the shared death experience coincides with what quantum physics teaches us that everything is energy and energetically interconnected. Once again, getting back to what George Lucas is talking about, the force. But then when you look at uh, Professor Albert Einstein, he said that there's no matter. There's just energy which vibrates at different frequencies so as to be perceptible to the senses. So during the dying process, the high intensity of the energy and the frequency emitted as a person's soul the electromagnetic field in their brain is separating from the body now overlaps with the frequency of the other dimension that we call the other side and then people in close proximity get caught up it's like radio frequency interference almost and and the people around there get caught up in this energy surge which is why all of a sudden they can see spirits they see the flash of light which is the electromagnetic soul leaving the body, and they get the sensation that they too are rising up. So it's really fascinating how people can get caught up in the energy of the transition from this side to the other side. And the thing is, George, quantum physics is what's going to ultimately explain this. This ties into um, interdimensional transport, interdimensional communication, multiverse theory, that there's not just one universe, there's several which are overlapping in dimensions which overlap each other. And this isn't all that far-fetched. I mean, think about the, the things in the electromagnetic spectrum that we're aware of, such as radio waves. We think of AM radio, FM radio, then there's XM, then you have infrared, you have gamma rays, X-rays, microwaves. These are all different forms of electromagnetic energy which all interlap inter- and, and uh, intersect each other. And so it appears that this is what's happening when somebody is dying. Now, the argument that some people make is, yeah, but somebody's dying, so their energy's depleting. Not really true. There is untold numbers of studies of terminal lucidity. I myself have seen it. Mm-hmm. I know several people, or somebody who has been non responsive. They may be in a coma, they may have Alzheimer's, they can have brain damage, and right before death, they come out of it, they're lucid, they recognize people, and they, they regain their consciousness right before dying. And what the theory here is this is one of my theories, but I've discussed this with scientists who agree. It's kind of like when an incandescent bulb burns out, suddenly the tungsten that uh, normally regulates the energy and electricity is now, it's wearing out, it's brittle, it can't handle that amount of voltage, so right before an incandescent bulb burns out, there's a bright flash of light. Well, as our brain is beginning to shut down and the nerve endings and the electromagnetic the axions, basically the wiring in the brain, is no longer able to handle the amount of, of energy that uh, is required by the soul. It's a similar type of phenomenon that there's this uptake, this upsurge of energy right before physical death. And once again, it's only a matter of time until our technology is able to validate this. And until then, we keep receiving piles and piles of of data from all over the world and what's fascinating george is this isn't just coming from western europe and the united states this is coming from uh central and south america this is coming from co- countries that don't believe in god like china and uh, also well, and uh,
1: it's been coming from there probably way before we even knew about
0: it way way before and and the beautiful thing about ender uh is the near-death experience research foundation is that data is coming out of muslim countries too that traditionally you know are kind of like you know we don't believe in spirit contact and this but we're getting a huge amount of reports out of iran saudi arabia uh, pakistan because doctors there are seeing this and also the shared death experiences so many people have told me that oh my gosh i i saw this flash of light right before somebody died or i could Spirits standing in the room. Um, or, the ect-
1: or the ectoplasm.
0: Or the ectoplasm, exactly, which is a physical manifestation of a, a spiritual uh, energy. Uh, when, when my own father died, uh, he was dying of cancer. And granted, you know, I'm a medium and I, I was picking up on spirits around him, but I was holding him you know, with, with my sister and my brother when he actually stopped breathing and and i saw the surge of white light and all of a sudden there were six there were six other people in the room that that were uh, family members And, and i kept hearing what was that did you see that it got brighter in here what was that and then we realized our dad had just died so people in my own family and close friends Actually saw his life force leaving his body, and I didn't want to say anything at the time, because you know that that wasn't the time. Like, oh, I saw this, but this happened, and so I've, from a first hand stand, first uh, first hand account, I've seen this, and then as an objective observer, I've been called in by families when somebody is transitioning. And in one case, I was there for 23 hours before this woman died, and I kept naming who was showing up and describing things. And there were 23 spirits, 21 of which her children could identify. And I, one of the weirdest things was I said, there's an orange, like, ginger tabby cat, and I keep hearing the name Harpo. And her kids look at me, and they said, my mom had a cat named Harpo, huh. an orange tabby, 40 years ago. Now, when people accuse me of cold reading, really? <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. What do you think the death experience is? Taking religion and spirituality out of it for a moment, Mark, what is it? Why do we have it? Is it a, is it a biological thing that is part of the human body, or is it something else?
0: A near-death experience?
1: Yes, or the dying process itself.
0: Well, the dying process is, you know, once again, as as Nikola Tesla said, what one person calls God, another calls the laws of physics. And through the laws of conservation of energy uh, developed by Albert Einstein, energy is neither created nor destroyed, only transferred from one form to another. We need to think of our body as a vessel that contains who and what we really are. It's like you know, when we drive our car around, are we the car? No, we are in the car. And it's the same thing with our brain. Our brain is like a computer hard drive that hosts our soul, our spirit. And when the hard drive crashes, the soul gets uploaded to a higher frequency, to, you know, Microsoft Cloud or, you know, (laughs) or Dropbox, depending on what religion you are. Um, That's a joke, but but Mm. the thing is, this shows that energy truly is never created or destroyed, only transferred from one form to another, and so that our physical life is an infinitesimal blip on the radar screen of what we truly are. We are eternal beings, we have an eternal life, but we're just living in the material world for now.